Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. I'm a little sad to say that this is the fourth and final show in our Lessons Learned from Crisis series in partnership with Tealbook. I hope you've enjoyed the series. It's been fascinating to take a look at Tealbook, who are really innovating in our industry and using data-driven technology to ensure diverse and robust supply chains. And with that data, they've been able to share a lot of amazing insights into surviving a crisis like COVID-19. In our final episode, we're looking at the importance of easy communication and collaboration to the future of supply chain. And to round out the series, Tealbook is sharing their top three tips for surviving a crisis and their focus on customer success. So welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm very happy to be with you today. I'm excited to have you here as well. I love the words customer success and that's what you do. So I'm excited to dive right into that. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about surviving a crisis? Okay. So I haven't, funny you say customer success. I haven't always been in customer success. My Actually, prior to joining Tealbook, I was in various um, procurement leadership roles uh, from South Africa originally, as you can hear, I was uh, born in Durban on the east coast of South Africa. I worked, um, started my career with Unilever there in supply chain um, and then moved to London in the UK where I worked for companies like American Express um, and NBC Universal. And most recently worked uh, in Canada and Toronto for Rogers Communications where I headed up their procurement and supply chain transformation team. Um, so i you might be wondering why I decided to move to the other side of the table. Um, after meeting Steph and hearing a bit more about the Tealbook offering, um, it was too compelling not to be able to help other clients such as myself with their procurement transformation and supply chain transformation journey using a tool like Tealbook. And I really believe that our offering can help companies um, in this space. Um, and my role is to ensure that our customers are extracting the most value out of the offering and that our suppliers are also seeing value in the tool. Right. And I think I think that that makes a huge impact, right? When you're able to see everything from both sides of the table. Massively. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and I, I can sort of vouch for that too, because I've been on the forwarding side and then I've, I've also done sales and I've, I haven't been on the shippers side, but really listened to a lot of shippers and, and it's really helped me in my role. So I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if you're, you're making a huge impact that Um, way. Yeah. And, and actually you, you, you mentioned like listening to the shippers and that's a key thing in terms of surviving a crisis. I was going to touch on it a little bit, but you know, empathy and having empathy and, and putting people first is obviously key. Um, but in order to respond to a crisis, I mean, the very nature of a crisis is that it's unexpected and, and abrupt changes. Um, and so it's so important for, for companies to be agile and be able to adapt quickly. And, um, you know, that puts them in a much higher position to be able to survive a crisis and sustain anything that kind of is thrown their way. As you can tell through this uh, COVID situation, nobody expected it. And and there were a number of companies who were left in the dwang as a result. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I'm glad that you brought up that point with empathy, right? Like you never really would have put the words supply chain and empathy together. Um, But I think you're right. You know, coming out of what we've, we've been through in the last couple of months, where we're going to go, not really knowing what's happening. Empathy has really taken center stage and no matter what you do personally, Mm -hmm. professionally, but especially in supply chains, we've been through a lot as supply chain leaders in the last couple of months. And we're, we're going to go through a lot moving forward. Some of it exciting, some of it scary, and people deal with those in, in very different ways. Of course. So we've actually, we've actually seen some really heartwarming examples of, especially during this pandemic and other major events like Black Lives Matter, of our customers actually using Tealbook to, to proactively engage with suppliers. Like we had a large financial services company who used Tealbook to identify suppliers who were small businesses to give them a loan relief and you know other biopharma companies use Tealbook to help find minority-owned businesses to support so it's been fantastic that we've been so perfectly positioned to help those suppliers who need the help from their larger clients. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that example because you're you're showing you're showcasing it from another standpoint, right? You're showcasing how your platform can not only be used from a buyer to a supplier perspective, but you're also taking a look at using your platform to find people and businesses that might need what you're offering as well, like you were talking about in the example with the financial services company. Yeah. So so we talked last week about achieving supplier diversity. So it's obvious that, you know, good relationships are the key to your success. So what does a typical relationship look like between Tealbook and your clients? What is that experience like? So having been in procurement and, and seeing how so many of these kind of digital procurement providers would just launch a product on you and then almost, you know, that the aftercare was non-existent. I, I really like to work collaboratively with our clients, so deeply understanding them, what objectives they're trying to meet, what their operating model looks like, you know, what their technology stack and processes are, and how Tealbook can best complement that. Um, so we t- we like to take a more consultative, collaborative approach when when implementing Tealbook, because the actual platform itself is is really easy to implement. It's plug and play. But, but people often neglect the change management element, and we like to help our customers navigate that so that users are able to get the most value out of it early on. Yeah, and you talk about two very impactful things. One is collaboration. Anybody who knows me knows that I say, you know, collaboration is the future of business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I spoke to Matt about this in episode two, is that, you know, the pandemic has really shown us that to survive the crisis, we all need to work together collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you've also made a really good point about, um, you know, how you implement and maybe not take advantage of everything a platform has to offer, right? If you're not doing potentially the training properly, or you know, you've you're you're just not maximizing the potential of the platform that that you've put into place. You might get busy, life happens, it things does. happen. And so from what you're saying is that, you know, you really stick around, you know, you collaborate with your customers and make sure that they're using it to to the most of its abilities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what people are so pressed for time nowadays, especially with this this crisis and everything that you know, the ripple effect that that's caused. And 
you know, you won't go into a tool just for the sake of it. You have to see value from it. And it's, it takes some time, but just getting to really the nuts and bolts of why a user would be engaging with a tool like Tealbook and, and trying to demonstrate those use cases to them so that they, they can see value and they do want to go in and, and use it. And, you know, it, it's so funny. It's having come from procurement and, and seeing now what Tealbook offers. I just want to shake people sometimes and say, you know, <laughs> like, I wish you could see how, how wonderful the solution is and how vast array of, of ways it can help you in your procurement and supply chain efforts. Yeah. And just keeping in touch too, right? Cause things change all the time, yeah. priorities, goals, KPIs, yeah. things like that. Exactly. And staying on top of that and being like, Oh, okay, well you've already got, you know, the platform in place. This is happening for you right now. This is how the platform can help you Completely. resolve that. We have quarterly check-ins actually. And, and that's, it's amazing how our objectives and initial use cases shift and, and change over time. And the beauty of being, in this seat is I can see how customers are creatively using our solution and then you share those use cases yes. with other customers and it's just this whole community vibe where everyone benefits you know you I know you chatted to to Ian um, in the previous podcast but we had a, a supplier diversity workshop where all of our major biotech pharma clients came together and we co-innovated with them and, and in terms of this diversity offering and it was so fantastic to hear them all chip in and share their thoughts and we really landed on a product that will help not only the customers, but also the small and diverse suppliers. So it's, it's just fantastic to see. Well, and the passion behind the team, like yeah. everybody that I've spoken to on this um, mini series just has, you know, so much passion for this and yeah. are really, really behind the brand. And it's great to see. So what does collaboration between clients and suppliers look like when it, when inside the Tealbook platform? I think we want to talk a little bit about the RFP process, you know, all the way to supplier selection yeah and it depends on on the client because we've got some clients who who don't who are like mid-tier companies who don't have other um procurement or supply chain technology so they'll lean on us a little bit heavier than others who we, we complement their existing um processes and tools but if i was to think of it in the kind of first example um the reason i like tealbook so much for kind of buyer supply collaboration is in the first instance I, I've very rarely in my past roles had access to, um, you know, approved supplier lists that were up to date and then we knew who the <laughs> vendor was contracted for. And, you know, often with new vendor requests, the, the business wouldn't know who existing supply relationships were in place with. And it just created a whole lot of unnecessary noise. The beauty of Tealbook is that all of that information is contained there. It's so easy to use the filter to go and search for a product category or service, whatever you're looking for, filter by existing suppliers and it, all your existing suppliers come up there. Um, and you can use the tool to obviously approach them, but also rate and, and put in any notes around that supplier. Um, and then we've got our similar search functionality. So you can select the suppliers that are part of an internal category, um, look for similar new suppliers, and put all of those into a, into a basket and then um, create an RFI or an RFP or sourcing event. Um, and it just makes that whole experience seamless. Um, for some of our other customers, they actually use Tealbook as a punch-out, so you'd have... Um, you know, they would do their sourcing events and their coopers or evaluators punch out to, to Tealbook um, to find similar suppliers and it will pull that information back into the sourcing tool. Um, so there are lots of different ways that 
um, customers can access our data and collaborate with suppliers. And we're just trying to remove the friction that was historically associated with that. Yeah, and because everything was has been traditionally so manual. So uh, manual. Yeah, there yeah. has been a lot of friction. And then by the time you found a supplier, then the, the business stakeholders changed their mind. And it's just uh, it's having this data immediately at your fingertips, you can't put a, a price on that. Right, right. I get that. Yeah. So we asked um, the supply chain community uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, what were your pri- what are your priorities right now in supply chain? And I was surprised to see that a lot of them came back and mentioned that communication mm. was high on that list, yeah. whether internally or externally. And so I want to ask you, you know, why is why is it that communication and collaboration are so important right now? I think there's, you know, there's so much pressure on companies to be able to respond to new market demands. Uh, with we've I've mentioned the word agility a few times, but it, it's true. You know, with agility, innovation, you know, everything, the pace of business has increased exponentially, and so buyers aren't just relying on suppliers like they used to in the past just to kind of meet and and uh, uh, the offering of their goods or services, but it's actually you know, that communication around um, helping better partner with suppliers and um, co-innovate and uh, whatever it might be, you know, to meet an urgent need or to work with your supplier to help you differentiate your product offering. But, you know, I think I think buyers are seeing suppliers more as just suppliers and more as like strategic partners. Yeah, which, which you know, I, I was actually just speaking to somebody about that. And the amount of communication that has come out of the pandemic and just from purely for a fact, from the fact that everybody wants to see everybody succeed. Yeah. And so how do we make that happen? Yeah. Right. How do we make sure that our supplier A and our supplier B, that we're working with them in the capacity that they need to be worked with so that they can survive, so that we can survive. And it's really, you know, changing the dynamics and the conversations that people are having as far as being buyers versus suppliers. Yeah, I I really like that. And it's true, you know, I think the old school procurement approach was to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze your suppliers, but that's not sustainable long term. And I think you know, in order to to protect your supply chain and make it more resilient, you've got to look after your suppliers, and you've also got to have, um, you know, contingency plans and and have alternate like viable suppliers lined up as well. Um, and so that communication and that open communication two ways is crucial for that. Yeah, especially right now. Yeah. So, you know, you're in charge of customer success. I love the words customer success. <laughs> um, you guys really put an emphasis on those words and, and how you work with your customers. So talk to us about the options that buyers currently have and the key benefits they're seeing by working with you and the fact that you're focused so much on their experience and um, what they're doing on a day-to-day. Yeah, and that was the challenge when I first joined. It's like I had all this procurement knowledge and I wanted I had so many knowledge gaps around Tealbook and the offering the product and how it could help procurement and um so that was the, the biggest challenge for me initially was, you know, taking my domain expertise and marrying it with the Tealbook offering and that's when the magic really started to happen. And um I started 
you know, identifying more and more like vast array of opportunities that Tilba can deliver to its clients. And and then I basically took that, I'm calling we call it a laundry list here, a laundry list of measurable benefits. Um and ones that we could actually me- measure with our customers and show them on a quarterly basis that, you know, you are achieving these results through the, the Tealbook relationship. Um, and the, I guess the first experience a customer has with us, and we call these Teal moments, um, is that they give us their, their vendor master and their spend data, and they see their vendor master deduplicated within a matter of, you know, two weeks. And, and this is usually a very manual, manual intensive process that leaves room for error. And so we not only deduplicate multiple supplier entries, but then we, we take their data and, and their, their profiles within that reduced list. And we take the data from about a, on about a 10 to 15% completeness on average up to an 80% completeness in terms of, you know, all the crucial information pertaining to supply that you can't typically get your hands on. Um, and so it's so super for us to be sitting on the customer success side of things on this first interaction with them to take them through this massive transformation on, you know, give us your, they're almost embarrassed sometimes to give us the data and then just seeing what our, our solution can do to that within a matter of weeks is just wonderful. And then obviously yeah. once you've got that cleansing and rich data, that then just opens so many opportunities, which I'm, I'm happy to go into. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, you know, sitting on the other side of the fence. So sitting on somebody that would potentially, you know, call up Tealbook and, and say, you know, hey, what can you do for me? Yeah. What, what kind of a, an impact? What kind of a, what does that do from that standpoint? You know, what are, what are you thinking when you're going into that meeting? And um, once you see what's happening, how does that, that turn it around? Yeah, so... The, the beauty is that we've, we've it's actually wide such a wide array of of potential opportunities that w- within you know a short discovery sh- session with our new clients we're able to really articulate the benefits that the, we think will apply to them and I think I like to think of them in kind of four buckets we've got our, our savings and operational efficiencies so we've talked about the the rapid supply discovery, you know, Hackett did a study and, and said that we reduced the cycle time by 90% in terms of finding and qualifying new suppliers. And that just from an operational efficiencies perspective just allows your team to focus on more strategic things on the job that they're supposed to be doing. Um, but it also, because the teams can use Tealbook to identify their approved and existing suppliers, uh, a lot of our clients have seen a reduction in onboarding costs as a result because they're not adding on so many new suppliers and increasing the ever-growing long tail. Um, so from the kind of savings and operational efficiencies, you know, we're using t- customers are using Tealbook to introduce competition. I'm sure this example has come up, but it's one of many that a client used uh, Tealbook for a single sourcing event to um, identify a new piping provider, having thought there was no additional providers out there um, and saved 25 million on a single sourcing event. So the, the number of examples of those savings, and it's hard to quantify, but they exist. Um, and then obviously we've touched on supply chain continuity. So using Tealbook to identify viable alternate suppliers, I think I touched on that earlier, um, and just making sure that from a supply chain continuity perspective that you've got a backup and you're able to be agile and, and meet any changing conditions. 
Um, and yeah. then lastly, uh, the, the, the last one I'd back it into is like enhanced supply base and category management. So, you know, one thing Tealbook does with that cleansed and enriched data is identify parent-child relationships. So then you might be able to renegotiate, you know, 10 child agreements under one parent agreement and reduce your supply base even further and, um, you know, use Tealbook to get access to leading risk indicators. We tell we tell teams when their suppliers are inactive or they're working in sanctioned countries and just helps complement a, a third-party risk management program. So I could go on and on, as you can hear, um, and I'm passionate about it, but I, th- I think I should pause there in case you've got any other questions. No, I think that's great because you really put it into perspective and and answered that big big question. You know, why should an organization choose to work with you and the and the team over at Tealbook? But you really quantified it into several different buckets that obviously you have a very good perspective on, and knowing that that's what. That's what your customers, that's what the buyers, the procurement professionals are really going through on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. And things are shifting, you know, our buyers aren't sourcing as much. So then it becomes, well, how do we how do we get the most of our existing supply base and how do we start introducing supply segmentation and 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 you know, using Tealbook. You know, a lot of companies struggle with even categorization of their suppliers. And just going into Tealbook, looking at a profile, looking at the description, the tags, the the NAICS code and everything that we've allocated to that supplier, it, it makes it such an easy process to say, oh, that's not a market research vendor, that's an advertising agency and being able to recategorize um, your supply list and then from a category management perspective, be able to then look at all the suppliers within your category and look for opportunities, that's that's invaluable. Absolutely. And I think right now too, right, like s- supply chain leaders are – um, tasked with looking at their supply chain strategy. The yeah. pandemic has really, you know, shone a light into some of the gaps and the dark corners that we've had with the the, the strategies that we had pre-COVID. Yeah. And so people are starting to rethink their vendor strategy. They're, tr- they're rethinking their suppliers. Where are they located? How do we find new ones? Exactly. Like, you know. And I, local ones, you know, because Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the international supply chains have been disrupted and so they've had to shift their focus. Yeah. And, and you know, where do you start? Mm. You know, it's such, it, it must be so daunting and a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. You know, thinking about, you know, how to restructure that strategy, what's going to be, be good for our organization because, you know, you've, you've got to look at it from a vendor perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where's your original vendor? Do you want to stick with that original vendor? Do you want to look at diversifying? Do you want to, um, you know, utilize a vendor to support a local local market instead of a global market? You know, yeah. so many questions that need to be answered. And I think the only way that we can really answer those and make good business decisions is with good data, which is what I was, I was talking about in episode two with Matt. Yeah. And it just, makes so much oh you should sense. come and work for tealbook you've got you've you've got the, the firm grasp of exactly what it is that we're, <laughs> we're selling you know good supply data yeah. just helps so many areas of your supply chain um you know strategizing and planning and um yeah you know it's just better equipping teams to do that yeah, well, I've been talking about data for a long time. I mean, it's it's something that I've I was 
imploring last year, <laughs> you know, everybody, please get your data house in order. Like this and is the future. It's so neglected. You, it's, it's amazing how many companies just, I think they're getting there. And I think the pandemic has, has kickstarted a lot of, you know, data review initiatives, but the data has been neglected for far too long. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the ways we're going to survive all this, right? So yeah. this series has been all about lessons learned from crisis. And we've heard some great stories and advice in our other three episodes. So how does Tealbook support clients during time of crisis? And what are your top three tips? So, uh, uh, well, at Tealbook, our top three Tealbook tips for surviving crisis are actually centered around, we call them the three Ps, people, product, and potential. So as a company, when a crisis leadership must think of their people first and be supportive to customers, prospects, and employees, and yeah. be able to look at your existing products and repurpose them to fit the situation at hand, and take hold of opportunities and potential that can stem from solutions, being solutions-oriented in a time of need. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also think, you know, obviously one of the biggest ones is to focus on the data first so that you can make some really good business decisions moving forward. You can pivot more easily. You can be that much more agile. Um, the resiliency just from that alone yeah. is built right in to your strategy and, um, you know, and then obviously collaboration. And I, I, you know, I, I talk about this word all the time and collaboration and strategic partnerships, that is the way of the future. And we've really got to grasp that and we've got to work together so that we, it's no longer, you know, about us versus you and, and vice versa. It's about how do we all survive? How do we, you know, move forward in a manner that we can all win? And it's yeah. you know, a win-win scenario. Mutually and, beneficial. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and that's the only way forward. Collaboration is the future of business. And, and that's collaboration and data yeah. <laughs> are the only like way that. forward. We need to add that. We need to somehow come up with two Ps for that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So as data-driven brainstormers with serious entrepreneurial spirit and a commitment to revolutionizing how companies work together, Tealbook consistently wows clients and creates dynamic B2B communities for Fortune 1000 brands and innovators. For more information about Tealbook, check out their website at tealbook.com. That's T-E-A-L book.com. Thank you to Kate for joining me on the show today. Uh, it's my pleasure. It was such a Treat to chat with you, Sarah. Thank you. So, yeah, and we've had a lot of food for thought over these four episodes about the importance of good data, collaboration, and staying ready for anything. And if this mini-series in partnership with Tealbook has whet your appetite, you can find more amazing podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com.